This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, March 6th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. State pension funds are feeling the pinch in this recession and the coincidence of retiring baby boomers and pension underfunding prior to the recession may make matters much worse for states, not to mention the taxpayers who are supporting state workers with those gold-plated benefits. Cato Institute senior fellow Jagadish Gokhale says there are four states whose pension funds are teetering on the brink already. On average, uh, state funding levels have not declined a whole lot because of their diversification. To the extent they held bonds in their portfolios or treasuries, which actually went up in value uh, recently, uh, their portfolios haven't suffered declines uh, much below what they were pre-recession because the stock declines were offset by gains in bonds. Of course, I think stock declines dominated gains on bonds, so they have declined on average, but not nearly as much as you might think if you just looked at the amount stocks have declined. I mean, they've lost. In 2008, they lost uh, about 40% of their value. And now, in 2009, going forward, they've lost even more. It's gone to 50% of what they were at their peak. Um, so state pension funds so far have survived uh, adverse imp- a significant adverse impact of the recession. But uh, the, the longer the recession lasts, uh, they will have more trouble ga- getting revenues to bring funding levels back up to what they would like them to be. With baby boomers preparing to retire in larger and larger and larger numbers in the coming years and uh, funding levels being down pretty low, it seems like there's a potential confluence of events that could potentially really damage these uh, state pension funds' uh, solvency down the road. That's exactly right. Uh, Before the recession, the underfunding was to the tune of $700 billion dollars. compared to target um, uh, funding uh, that should have been in place uh, of something like $2.3 trillion. But uh, as we go forward, uh, and uh, there's not a lot of time before the baby boomers, uh, state employees especially, uh, begin retiring and uh, collecting their pensions, Uh, And this is especially acute for state pensions because state pensions are much more generous and they allow earlier retirement. People can retire in their 50s if they've completed 30 years with the state uh, as a state uh, employee. Um, With the recession, uh, states are being forced to furlough or in some cases uh, lay off workers. Uh, And these workers, if they're eligible to collect pensions, they might just decide to start collecting earlier. Uh, which will increase the uh, uh, financial gap between required funding and uh, revenues available for uh, meeting those uh, needs. The other consequence might be that current state employees would have to pay higher tax rates as a way of contributing more to the pension fund, uh, raising resources to contribute more. And states might begin to cut uh, benefit eligibility, uh, and benefit amounts for new hires. So new hires are looking at a much uh, worse deal in terms of their future uh, 
pension rights from states compared to uh, people who were hired uh, in previous decades. When comparing defined contribution versus defined uh, benefit plans, you're saying that state pension funds have not declined as much as we might have expected given stock market declines. Isn't that an argument on behalf of uh, these uh, large sort of centralized pension funds operated by state governments? Not necessarily. I mean, it's not as though DC funds are entirely invested in stocks. Uh, To the extent that uh, people are careful and uh, adopt conservative investment principles, they can get uh, the best of both worlds. They can get some security and they can get uh, added returns because of their long-term exposure to stocks. The investment principle is that funds that you don't need uh, for a number of years into the future, you can uh, invest them in riskier portfolios and ride out the volatility of the stock market. But to the extent that you will need funds immediately, especially if you're getting close to retirement, um, you need to become more conservative and uh, stick uh, with a larger share in bond investments. So that's possible uh, in DC plans, just as it's possible in DB pension funding. So it's not, this per se doesn't necessarily speak to any advantage of DB over DC. A lot of states have two things working against them when it comes to dealing with uh, shortfalls in their pension funding levels. And that is one, the state legislature is actually the one charged with moving the money from their general fund into the retirement fund itself. And two, contractual obligations to retirees. Well, that's correct. I mean, the pressure uh, in uh, the pressure to raise uh, resources is going to get more intense. And in order to meet contractual obligations, states may have to even uh, take extreme measures such as increasing taxes on non-state employees, uh, state residents, in fact. In fact, there is now increasing strife uh, in Rhode Island because of a proposal to increase tax rates in order to facilitate uh, uh, recovery of the state pension funds in terms of their funding levels. And state residents who are not state employees complain that why should we pay extra money to st- finance pension uh, benefits for state employees when those benefits are much more generous than the benefits we are getting in our private sector employment. So that kind of a strife, uh, increasing uh, 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 complaints about uh, uh, capacity to pay and uh, capacity to fund these pension pensions will grow uh, larger if the recession lasts for longer. We are talking only about pension funding here. We're not talking about states' exposure to healthcare costs of their employees. That's a a completely different, but just as serious, if not more serious, boondoggle for states. States have on their books uh, uh, commitments to pay uh, what are known as other post-employment benefits, which uh, basically include uh, commitments to pay for state employees' uh, health care after they retire. Those are even have an even worse funding record. In fact, most states uh, meet these commitments on a pay-as-you-go basis, meaning there is no fund. They are paid for through uh, general revenues. And again, as baby boomers retire, 
the pressure to come up with resources uh, to pay uh, healthcare benefits as well as pension benefits is going to only compound matters. And I, I, I'm not sure how states can avoid tax increases at this stage unless they can make the hard decisions to cut benefits. And that's politically unpopular, as we know. And so the uh, the competition for resources will really heat up over the next uh, decade or so. Jagadish Gokhale is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at cato.org.